Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Podcast Help Desk, number 66, for November 6th, 2015. The Podcast Help Desk is where we go deep into the technology of podcasting, help you with the problems you may run into, and when we have a chance, review new gadgets, services, and solutions for podcasters. To keep your podcast running smoothly, it takes some tech. That's what Podcast Help Desk is here for, to smooth out the geek speak and put it in more or less plain English. The main audience for this podcast is those who have podcasts and want to tweak the tech to get better sound, a better website, a more reliable feed, or a more streamlined workflow. Also, for podcasting beginners that don't want to make all the mistakes themselves. Here's your host, Mike Dell. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever the case may be. This is Mike, and welcome to the podcast help desk. It's a... Uh... Kind of a uh, cold and windy day here in uh, Michigan, although uh, you probably don't care about that. You're here to talk about podcasting, so let's uh, get to it. The uh, Pomo <laughs> National Podcast Posting Month is on for uh, November. It kind of goes along with the uh, Novel Writers uh, event, and I don't even remember how that goes, but uh, I am participating. Uh, over at Mike Dell's World at MikeDell.com. The uh, the gist of it is is uh, to post 30 episodes in 30 days. And I don't know if this is really cheating. I'm not doing it daily per se over there. What I'm going to do is on days that I post Podcast Help Desk or The Geek of the North, I'm not going to do one over at Mike Dell's World. But uh, when I get done, I will have posted 30 episodes in 30 days. And, you know, it's kind of hard to come up with a daily topic. You know, I've tried daily podcasts in the past, and they don't generally work. But, uh, you know, with something like this special event, uh, you know, it's just something to, to get people podcasting. You know, we're coming into, quote-unquote, the podcasting season, you know, over the winter time in the Northern Hemisphere is usually where... Uh, Podcast listenership goes up and podcast production goes up. I don't have any hard numbers to support that theory, but it just seems that way. So uh, anyway, Sean Thorpe uh, over at uh, Podcaster News wrote up an article about how you can participate in the National Podcast Posting Month. Uh, Na Pod Pomo. That's hard to say. And the other one is too, uh, it's something, uh, Nato Rimo or something like that for the, for the novelist. But anyway, I have a link in the show notes over at podcasthelpdesk.com slash 66. And you can go over and read that article from Sean. I'd also like to, uh, shout out to uh, some listeners, uh, Peter DeMott from, uh, equinephotographerspodcast.com. I helped him out with a, a few issues he was having and uh, just wanted to shout out to him. Thanks, Peter, for uh, 
contacting me, and hopefully we got you all squared away there. And, of course, Lester Graber from Texas. Uh, he's not a podcaster, but uh, he's been following my podcast journey uh, pretty much you know, since I started, and he's a big uh, podcast listener, and he does listen to the podcast help desk as well as uh, some of the other shows that I do. So, yeehaw. And last but not least, Rob Walsh from Lipson said some very nice things about me on the latest episode of The Feed. So uh, thanks, Rob. Uh, look at it. Look for it around the uh, 1.07, one hour and seven minute mark. And I'll play it right here. Wrap this up now with our last two little segments here. Where have we been, Rob? Well, Mike Dell had me as a guest on Podcast Help Desk. And thanks, Mike. And we talked about podcasting. And Mike really is one of the nicest people in podcasting and, and one of the most knowledgeable people in podcasting. So he's got a really good podcast. And I think it was episode 64 I was on there. And we'll, of course, have a link in the show notes. Thanks, Mike. And you can find the feed over at thefeed.lipson.com. And uh, I have a, I'll have a link to uh, episode 58 in there. Rob... And Elsie were uh, talking about a lot of things in there, but uh, one of the cool things, a lot of stuff about uh, Google Play and how you would do that in Lipson. Of course, uh, in PowerPress, we have uh, all those tags too. Now, uh, if you've updated your PowerPress, so you're all set. Uh, no need to submit a separate feed. But uh, anyway, a lot of information over there. And uh, Rob kind of goes on a rant about a uh, couple of things. One, one of them that I'm going to go on a rant about here in the next segment, but uh, and then another uh, another rant about uh, the name podcasting. You know, over the years, a lot of people have said that you know the word podcasting for what we do is not exactly uh, very well. You know, not a very good description and all that and. And so there's a you know a lot of a lot of people that are in the space that just don't don't understand that we're kind of stuck with that. I mean, yeah, you know, it's not exactly the the best description of what we do, but that's what it's called, and that's what everybody knows it as. And and you know, long as it comes out there, we could uh, you know we could call it uh, whatever. But uh, you know, it's, podcasting is the name. Live with it. Deal with it. Get used to it. And all that. And I agree with Rob on that. So I ran across an article by a guy named Fred. Fred, uh, what's his name? Fred Lundgren over at Radio Inc. Magazine. Fred's the uh, the founder, CEO uh, of KCAA out there in, uh, uh, I don't even know where it is, somewhere out in California. But... Uh, Anyway, Fred uh, kind of goes on a rant about podcasting, and I'm going to read the whole article because it's just, first off, it's ridiculous that uh, Radio Inc. magazine let him let him write this article, and he gets so much wrong. So I'm going to read it and comment as I read it. So here it goes. Uh, Since the advent of internet streaming and podcasting, an increasing number of fact-free individuals are populating cyberspace with so-called internet radio stations. Well, first off, this is me. 
First off, fact-free individuals. Yeah, you know, he's just uh, automatically, you know, putting down people. And I know people like this, and he's no different. But, uh, and then cyberspace. When's the last time anybody used cyberspace? When uh, they're talking about the uh, internet and online. Anyway, back to, to the article. Earth to podcasters. Hello. You are not on the radio, so stop referring to your internet stream as a radio station. Calling yourselves radio broadcasters is a misnomer in the nth degree. Please excuse me while I step into my bedroom closet and express my exasperation. Exasperation? Yeah, there we go. With a primal scream. Where my audience will be about the same as your podcast. That is unless my two dogs follow me into the closet. Seriously, an internet stream or a podcast cannot be legitimately compared to a free, ubiquitous, over-the-air terrestrial radio. As a founder and CEO of a real radio station, I think I'm qualified to attest that the internet streaming and podcasting are nothing like the most efficient information delivery system ever created, terrestrial radio. I don't know. It, it, this is me again. Uh, really? Really? You can't compare it? Okay. Uh, here, here's some facts. You, you want to talk about fact-free? Some facts. This was from a few years ago. So, you know, and it's been skewed a little bit since then, and it's probably gone down. But when Sirius and XM first merged, I think there was something like, I don't know, 150 stations, maybe 250 stations. I don't know, but I had seen a, a stat, and, and I'm like I said, I'm pulling this from memory, so I may be a little off, but the average per hour listener on Sirius Radio, you know, the new Sirius XM, so each channel at any given hour of the day had between 20 and 100 listeners on average. That's 100 listeners per channel. So if you have your big, real satellite radio station uh, up on Sirius, you're going to get about 100 an hour. Okay? I've got several times that that listen to me for my little half-hour to 45-minute podcast every week. So, yeah, I'm, I'm reaching just as much as satellite. You know, now, you know, you throw Howard Stern and... Opie and, and, you know, a few other uh, fairly popular channels over there, and that skews it. So chances are yours, if you're over on Sirius XM, is going to be less than that. You know, because Howard Stern really pulls probably 90% of it. So, okay, make that 10 listeners per channel, probably per hour. But, you know, who knows? But just saying that, uh, you know, satellite radio is, is just about as real as, as he, what he says, real radio. So he goes on, this is him again. The internet is a modern miracle of point to point communications, but it's not radio and its limitations will prevent it from replacing radio until long after driverless cars allow the memory, <laughs> mesmerized masses to stare into their smartphones throughout their travels. As long as bored motorists want subscription-free local information and entertainment while they're stuck in traffic, terrestrial radio will be there to play a leading role. It's me again. I do a lot of driving, 
And the time that I actually listen to terrestrial radio is probably higher than most podcast listeners because I have some connections in radio. You know, I'm on a couple of stations on a fairly regular basis around here. And, you know, so I kind of keep up with the the radio gig too. But uh, for the most part, I'm listening to podcasts. If I'm stuck in traffic, you know, if I'm driving down to Columbus or or Chicago or somewhere, you know, and I get in one of those big traffic jams, I'm not listening to terrestrial radio. I might flip it over to that as I'm approaching Chicago, you know, just to get the uh, the traffic. So, if, you know, cause usually when I'm going to Chicago, I'm going to the west side. So, you know, I'm coming in from the east, so I want to get through it. So, you know, I'll flip over to, to one of the stations and get the traffic report. But I'm going to listen to it just long enough to get the traffic report, and then I'm flipping back to a podcast. It's, that's just what I do. And I think a lot of podcast listeners do it that way. And I would say a fair amount of other people are listening to Pandora or listening to, you know, just stuff off of their phones. It's it's. It's replacing radio. There's there's cars out there now that you can get that do not even have a radio tuner in them anymore. You know, that's just the way it is. Anyway, let me uh, get back to uh, what I was uh, reading here. Uh, this is uh, Fred again. The number of people who listen to terrestrial radio during drive time on I-10 in the Inland Empire region of Southern California totally overshadows all point-to-point internet-only streaming in the region. A December 2014 article written by David Holmes for Pando.com is instructive. In the article, the following statistics are disclosed. The share of total hours Americans spend listening to terrestrial radio is a whopping 81%. Meanwhile, internet radio share is only 11%. Satellite radio share is 8%. Well, see, that proves my point. This is me again. Proves my point that uh, satellite radio isn't doing so good. And here's the article. And I'll have a link to uh, Fred's article in the show notes, of course. But uh, much of the increases in time listening to internet streaming and podcasts is coming from simulcasts of terrestrial radio. Not true. Not true. How how many times do you fire up an app and listen to the radio? Now, if you're from, say... New York, and you're in Columbus, Ohio, and you want to listen to you know something about what's going on in New York, you're gonna maybe turn turn on a, you know a stream of a, a radio station there. Who knows? You might, but I, there's no way in hell. Excuse my vernacular there, but there's just no way. There's eighty one percent of the people listen to terrestrial radio. Uh, I mean. I don't know very many people that do listen to terrestrial radio all that much. I mean, you know, my wife in the car, she has the radio on, but it's usually turned down low enough to where she's having conversations on her phone or, you know, with people she's riding with or driving. And, you know, she's probably the typical, you know, okay, yeah, it's on. She's not listening. You know, there's not, it's, it's, you know, uh, I don't want to say it's brain dead because, you know, there are broadcasters out there that do a really good job. You know, there's, uh, you know, even some of the places you don't think they do a good job. It's it's a better service than what a lot of our podcasters give it credit for. 
I know I'm probably going to get in trouble with uh, Steve, my friend there over at uh, WKLT, but, uh, you know, a lot of what's on the radio is lame. And I, I th- we did a whole episode about that uh, back in the day, you know, it's, it's the same music. I, I, you know, I listen to uh, a radio station during the day at work, and it's only because I'm concentrating on my work, not what's what I'm listening to, but I just want some noise in the background. But, you know, if I have my choice, I'm listening to either, you know, easy listening or, uh, or something without words in it, if I can help it. You know, we got a good jazz station here, and I listen to that. And I do listen to the morning radio. You know, I listen to uh, listen to a couple of different morning shows on a, on a periodic basis. But you know, when I'm in an office environment with other people, I have to uh, acquiesce, and we kind of listen to stuff. But I notice that the playlists aren't very deep. You know, if it's a music station, it's just not very deep. Now, some of the talk stations are probably just as good as a podcast, except. The problem with all the ads. But anyway, I'm off on another tangent. Much of the increases in time listening to internet streaming podcasts. Oh, we already did that. That's when he's talking about listening to simulcasts of terrestrial radio. Our experience at KCAA can add anecdotal evidence to support it. Our record of podcasting and streaming hours in 2014 were reached in the first six months of 2015. Pew Research Center expresses current trends. Eh, whatever. Probably cut that out. To be sure, podcasters have found badly need, a badly needed outlet for their voices with almost no barrier to entry on a platform that could only be imagined 30 years ago, and that's a good thing. It's also a good thing that millions of people around the world have a new way to amplify their opinions, but neither group has earned the right to compare themselves to representatives of the greatest point-to-point or point-to-multi-point communication system ever devised in the history of the planet. Okay, like I said, that was a little painful, but the thing is, is this guy is just whining. He's whining that the radio business is dying and or changing. I don't think it'll ever die, as we've discussed before. You know, I don't think it'll ever die, but it's it's definitely changing, and it's changing in a way that uh, you know these these people that are on radio are not some exalted, you know, chosen few that uh, you know you better listen to us because we're on the radio. You know, I'm I'm on the radio sometimes. You know, I don't. Uh, you know, I think it's cool. <laughs> Believe me, I think it's cool. I grew up thinking, yeah, I want to be on the radio. But you know what? I've got as good a studio right here in my basement as a lot of radio stations do. And I've got potentially a much larger reach. You know, not saying that I'm going to get 50,000 people listening to every episode of this, but it's possible. Whereas on a radio station, even in a little town like this, I, you know, I've... In a town, the, the, the city has 20,000 people. The whole area probably has 150,000 people. Okay, that there's probably 40 radio stations, 30, 30 to 40 radio stations that you can hear uh, in this area. And that's probably a conservative estimate. There's probably less than that. But, you know, let's just say, let's just say 20 to be uh, super conservative. So if every single person of that 150,000 
in the area is listening to a radio station at 8 o'clock in the morning. Okay. 150,000 divided by, let's see, there's public math again. But anyway, you could see that, first off, not everybody's listening to the radio. In fact, probably 10 to 20% of the people in that area at most are listening to the radio at any given time. And then spread across all those different radio stations, the reach, although potentially 150,000, is never going to reach 150,000. But I have that potential here, and you have that potential where you podcast. You know, not not that it's going to happen. I mean, you know, even TV stations, you know, there's, what, 500 channels probably out there when you include all the satellite and cable and, and all that. There's there's just, a, a you know, a bunch, a bunch of sta- TV stations. And that's, you know, divided by all the people out there. It just... You know the math doesn't work. It it you know they're they're not exalted. This guy, like I said, is very uh, you know he's up on his high horse, wanting to uh, you know wanting to make it seem as though he's uh, you know something special because he gets on the radio. No, he wrote a big enough check to to buy a transmitter, pays the electric bill, and has has a microphone to talk into. Well, I've I've got a big transmitter too. It's called the internet. And yeah, it's not quite as easy as jumping in the car, pressing a button, and there it is, but it's getting there. And with all this in-car entertainment systems, you know, like Ford Sync and and uh, Apple's uh, car interface and Android's car interface, and, you know, I don't know what the names of those are, but, you know, podcasts are going to be there. And it's going to be as easy to, you know, tune into the podcast help desk as it is to tune into, you know, a local radio station. Okay. Now, finding a podcast is a little bit harder. But once you find what you like, you subscribe to it. And it's just like setting the preset on an old AM, FM radio in your car. You know, you hit that button for podcast help desk, hit the other button for the local AM station. I mean, it's going to be that easy. And I really do believe that terrestrial radio is going to have to change. You know, now music radio, it's the same thing. You know, if you like country music, you listen to the local country station and it's fine. You like rock, you listen to the local rock station. It's fine. But, you know, people want more, especially in the spoken word realm, you know. And, and, you know, the thing that uh, radio has over podcasting and the thing that TV has over, you know, internet video or podcasting is sports and, you know, live sports and, you know, local news. But there's nothing to say that you can't take the local news and every hour make a podcast, you know, with the local news headlines and somebody, you know, would probably follow that. And, you know, so that that's possible. Now, you know, if the old uh, blank hits the fan scenario, chances are the radio stations will be the first things back up after some sort of disaster. And it would, you know, that's that's a great use for local radio. You know, it's, I'm into ham radio. Ham radio is, is the same sort of thing. You know, I can pick up my iPhone and pretty much talk to anybody on the planet, you know, without too much trouble. 
you know, but if all that infrastructure goes away, you know, I can pick up my ham radio, you know, throw a wire in a tree and talk to pretty much anybody in the world as well, or not anybody, but, you know, hams across the world. I can get a message across the world with that. But does that mean I shouldn't do the, the other? And like I said, I don't call myself a broadcaster. I call myself a podcaster. So the name of the article is That Ain't Radio. Well, good. It ain't radio. It's podcasting. And it's going to wipe radios behind eventually. Uh, anyway, sorry for this long rambling thing, but uh, that just caught me off guard. It was uh, it was something else uh, to 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 read that from from a radio guy, you know. And especially he uses the term real radio. Well, you know, yeah, radio is a technology. Podcasting is a technology. You know, it's the delivery mechanism of what we do: audio content. So whether you produce your audio content and put it out on an antenna through the air or you put it uh, through the internet, it's just technology. And, you know, radio has a place. Podcasting has a place. And I don't care if I, you know, I don't call myself a broadcaster. I call myself a podcaster. And sometimes broadcaster and sometimes whatever, you know, but... The gist of it is, is, you know, he's trying to be, to, to keep it elite. And that's the thing that podcasting is good at. It, it, it takes the power out of the hands of the few and puts it to the masses. So anybody can start a podcast. I mean, anybody. If you've got a phone, you got a computer, you can go to the library and plug a mic in in there, you know, if you don't talk too loud. I mean, anybody can start a podcast. And not any, not everybody can write the big check to start a radio station. But, you know, dollar per dollar, I'm getting a whole lot more out of my dollar than the radio stations are getting out of their dollar to put out something like that. So anyway, like I said, sorry about the uh, long rambling segment here. We'll, uh, we'll get on to some bigger and brighter things in the next segment. I walked through the damp, foggy streets, my mind swirling. So much content, so many podcasts. How do I find the best? Then it hit me, like a big blue neon sign flashing through the mist. Blueberry. All I had to do was drop the E's and go to Blueberry.com. Blueberry, the digital media interface for consumers, creators, and advertisers. And that brings us to the Blueberry Tip of the Week. And this one's a, a one I've probably gone over a few times, but it's come up lately, so let's uh, go over it again. Uh, there's four choices of types of podcasting you can do in PowerPress to uh, add a second show to your WordPress site. Uh, there's podcast channels, which is the one I recommend in most cases. There's podcast categories, which I don't recommend in most cases, but sometimes there's a good use case for that. There's post-type podcasting, which is really interesting, kind of difficult to uh, set up, but once it's set up, it uh, works like a champ. So, you know, that's probably a really good one, but we're not going to go into that. That's super geeky. And then even more geeky is taxonomy podcasting, which is 
basically for you know some big network of shows and 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 just no reason to use that unless you know unless you know what you're doing and same thing with the post types you know really no reason to use that unless you uh, really have a good use case for it uh, you know better best better bet bleh, a better bet would be to use uh, WordPress multi-site and have a domain name for each of your podcasts. But if you're not going to do that, channels will work. Uh, one of the drawbacks of channels is your stats. If you're using Blueberry stats, your stats are going to be mixed up. Now you can get around that one of two ways. You can unlink your WordPress blog from Blueberry.com and then put the uh, redirect in manually for each of the shows, and that'll keep the stats separate. That also is kind of a pain if you're hosting at Blueberry, because then you have to go to Blueberry.com to upload and cut and paste and do all that, and that kind of defeats the purpose of, you know, uh, produce, post, publish, but that can be done that way as well. And, and But the way I recommend is leave your stats hooked up take that main show stats the main you know the one that you uh, link to your blueberry account in powerpress that would be your catch-all stats and then you go over there and you make two more listings one for the main show one for the secondary show at blueberry you set up the stats for each of those so then you paste in the redirect for each of those shows depending on which show you post so then you have two sets of stats on every show. You've got you know one that's the catch-all, and then the other one that's the uh, the individual show. That's if that's important to you. Uh, a lot of people don't mind having mixed-up stats. I you know all of my stats go into pretty much one uh, barrel there for uh, at least at Mike Dell's world. All the different podcasts that I've I have and had over there. I'll go into one stats account. I don't care because I'm not showing it to advertisers or anything. And so, but I still say, you know, channels is the best bet, especially if you've already got an active podcast and you want to add a second one. You know, channels is probably your best bet. Or, like I said, switch to a uh, WordPress multi site, uh, have a domain name for each, and then each one's independent. And that's, that's probably even the best way. But anyway, uh, just wanted to let you know about that. Uh, like I said, the stats weren't really designed to run more than one off of the off of a site without doing some manual work. So, depending on how important that is to you, you know, you're going to have to do a little more more work. Now we are working a little bit on PowerPress to get that to where it could be separated, but uh, that's that's on the list. But it's it's uh, pretty far down the priority right now. So until then, there's a couple of workarounds. You can podcast about anything. Uh, Rob and Todd over at the New Media Show, the New Media Show. Um, who did he have on there? Harry Duran of Podcast Junkies. This was a couple of weeks ago. It was on October 18th. It was posted over there, and I'll have a link to that in the show notes. But they were talking about you know, niches in podcasting. 
there at the beginning of the show. They talked about a lot of stuff. That that show, uh, I think, went almost two hours, <laughs> something like that. It was, it was up there, but it was a good show. But uh, I got to mention in there, and uh, just to prove that you can podcast about anything, here's what uh, Todd and them had to say about it. Knit being a knit show is not bad at all, as long as you're good at it. Yeah. Well, the, the niche is a pretty popular niche, too. I mean, right. it definitely helps to have that kind of scale. Some niches have larger right. scale than others. Um, you know, there's there's basket weaving podcasts, too, you know. Well, you know, you want to you laugh, Rob, but, oh, my God, I'm going to have to show you this. Um, oh, you're going to laugh. So... There's, have you heard about the underwater basket, basket weaving? weaving? Of course. Todd. I, I, I mean, think I have heard about that actually. I mean, I, I mean, I would have done that podcast. It's just so obvious to do a show like that. Uh, hang on. <laughs> let me find it. So here it is. The underwater basket weaving podcast. <laughs> and it's even using um, the same technique that, uh, that you're using Todd with your, uh, you know, but in all honesty, People are like, you're kidding. There's an underwater basket weaving. This was a demo site that was set up by yeah, Mike yeah, Dell yeah. to do a um, an event down by down in South Carolina yesterday. So <laughs> there really isn't an underwater basket weaving podcast. But, but yeah, there exactly is probably under, there, I'm sure there's an underwater, underwater basket weaving podcast. Somewhere. I'm I'm curious <laughs> on that. What'd you say, Rob? Could you actually record a podcast underwater? <laughs> yeah you could have you i'm sure and those guys had a, a lot of fun with that uh, if you're interested to see that site it's uh underwaterbasketweaving.net and as todd said it's a, a demo site that i set up for uh the converge south conference that i I uh, did a, a podcasting lab at that was in North Carolina, not South Carolina, but I guess that's an easy mistake to make there. But thanks, uh, Todd and Rob, and for uh, bringing that up. And uh, <laughs> really, not a lot going on over there. But uh, whenever I do a, a demonstration, I I usually start with the, that site. So I'll, I'll blank it out and then uh, start over uh, setting it up and. And uh, do that whole demo and record something right there at the uh, podcast lab. So, hey, if anybody wants me to uh, come speak and do a, a demo on how to set up podcasting with WordPress, uh, I'm available. So uh, get a hold of me, Mike at MikeDell.com. And with that, I'm going to call this the show for this week. Uh, kind of got a couple of good mentions there this week. That was cool. And uh, I said, shout out to. Uh, to the uh, listeners uh, that I uh, talked about there. I'm trying to find them again. Yeah, Peter DeMott and uh, and Lester Graber um, and everybody else that listens out there. Uh, thank you for listening. And, hey, drop me a question. Drop me a comment. Throw me an audio file, something to uh, throw onto the show here. I'd be uh, more than happy to uh, answer anybody's questions about that, about podcasting. And let's see, I'm going to get over here to the uh, show here. Uh, let's see, support the show. Uh, lots of ways you can support the show. Uh, one is uh, 
podcast re- uh, what is it uh, let me look here it is mypodcastreviews.com it's done by uh, Daniel Lewis Daniel J Lewis of the Audacity to podcast and it's a service that goes out there and collects all your reviews from all the different iTunes stores and Stitcher uh, worldwide and sends it to you in your email once a week. You can uh, sign up for the uh, premium uh, offering over there. I think it's five bucks a month or something like that. It's pretty cheap and you can have two different shows on there and it's great. You know, if someone leaves a review in uh, Indonesia, You'll uh, you'll get that in your email, uh, so you don't have to go through all the uh, iTunes stores to uh, find those. You'll get uh, notified via this service. That's mypodcastreviews.com, but uh, if you want to give me credit for it, uh, there's a big purple box on the right sidebar of podcasthelpdesk.com. Of course, we're coming into the holiday shopping season. And a lot of you do your shopping at Amazon. If you want to throw me a bone, uh, click on the Amazon link there in the right sidebar. And then go to Amazon and do your shopping. And I'll get a little commission for that. And it won't cost you any more than that. Of course, we are a member of Two Thumbs Up Media. That's the podcast directory over there from uh, Steve and Dave Lee. And we're also a part of the Tech Podcast Network over at techpodcast.com. Go over and visit those. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Podcast Help Desk. If you would like Mike to answer your question on the show, email podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com. Or better yet, record a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com. See you next time. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.